0: Thank you for joining us. Before we get started with the message, I want you to know that we really care about you and what's going on in your life. If you need prayer, please give us a call, send us an email, or connect with us on our app. We would love to stand with you in prayer. Today, Pastors Dwayne and Jeannie are finishing Marriage Takes Two with Meeting the Needs. Marriage is really designed to mature us, because you soon realize you're no longer living for yourself. You have another person whose needs and feelings you need to take into consideration. Let's see what they have to say.
1: I heard a story about a wife and a husband who were feuding, and they were giving each other the silent treatment. Well, that night he realized that he needed to wake up early to catch a flight for a business trip. And not wanting to humble himself and be the first one to break the silence, he left his wife a note saying, wake me at 5 a.m. The next morning." He woke up to find that he overslept by two hours and had missed his flight. He angrily leaped out of bed and was ready to confront his wife. He noticed a piece of paper on the nightstand. It read, it's 5 a.m., wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's sad. laughs> All right. But well, we want to start today in 1 Corinthians 7 and verse 28. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life. Those who marry will face many troubles in this life. Uh Linda Waits wrote a, a great book called The Case for Marriage. She interviewed 5232 couples. And of those who said that they were very unhappy in their marriage, 5 years later, 80% of those same people said they had a very good marriage. That was those who chose to stay together and to work through their problems. You know, somehow we tend to think that we're the only ones that have problems. That if we've got problems in our marriage somehow, we just didn't marry our soul mate. But that is not true. So the, really the conclusion is, don't take a photograph of your problems today and tell yourself, things are never going to change because when you work on it they will change they will change now i remember years ago a man coming to me and and telling me that god wanted him to be happy and he could not be happy with his wife but he could with his secretary now god doesn't really care if you're happy he wants you holy but by the way, if you're holy, you will be happy. Uh, I really think that marriage is designed to mature us.
2: Oh, yeah? definitely. Everybody now, now, say amen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when, when, when we got married, we were, we were in Bible college, and uh, we, we had a year to go. And uh, I, I thought I was very spiritual. I, I, I literally, um, I, I read 20 chapters of my Bible every day, I was praying 4 hours a day and I just thought, man, I am spiritual.
2: I thought he was spiritual too. I married him cuz I thought he was a real man of God.
1: <laughs> and then in about a month, I thought I think I backslid. I Something's thought he backslid wrong. too. <laughs> and so I'm like to the Lord, I said God, what's wrong? What's wrong? I said this is I feel like I'm I'm away from you and I'm backslid and I'm carnal. And he said, yes, you are. And I thought, well, I was spiritual. No, he says, you never were. You were always a mess, but you just thought you were spiritual because you were living for yourself. You did what you want, when you want, however you wanted, with whomever you wanted. And because there was no one that you had to lay your life down for, you thought you were spiritual. (laughs) But you weren't. And, And so often, in marriage, we think that really marriage is the problem, but the problem is our selfishness, right? Uh, how many of you realize that in marriage, it takes time to maintain connection? In fact, sociologists tell us that in order to fall in love with somebody, I mean, not this you know, infatuation, love at first, infatuation at first sight, but in order to fall in love with someone, it takes spending 15 hours a week with that person. But they also tell us, to stay in love, you have to spend 15 hours a week with that person. Isn't that interesting? It takes time to maintain a connection. You know? And when we get married, uh, we lose freedom, but we gain growth and fulfillment. right? And it comes with bearing each other's burdens. Uh, in Ephesians 5, it says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. In other words, it's the husband who should initiate. Right? He should be the one who begins by laying down his life for his wife, just like Christ laid down his life for us. And we respond to Christ's love. Uh, years ago, I heard someone say this. It's, it's the greater person. It's the greater person who forgives first. It's the greater person who lays down their life first. Right? So husbands, it's saying we're supposed to initiate and lay down our life first. Or our, our wife. It seems to me like some men—the only verse in the whole Bible they know is, "Wives, submit to your husbands," is under the Lord. <laughs> seems like the only verse that they that they know. All right, but uh, let me just remind you that submission, right, is when an equal, not a subordinate, an equal decides to lay down their rights. Right? Philippians two talks about Jesus who was equal with God, laying down his rights, laying down his innate deity in order to redeem us. Right? So it's not when someone who is inferior, so the, so the Bible doesn't say to children, submit to your parents. It just says, obey your parents. Right? Just do it. Right? But to the wife, it says submit because the wife and the husband are equal before the Lord.
2: Uh, When he was talking about wanting to be happy, God put it in us to want to be content, satisfied, and filled not just with that kind of temporary, self centered, uh, when I get my way, I'm happy type of happiness, but a real joy and satisfaction and happiness. And um, I love Psalm 16. Verse 11, he says, you show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And there are some, you know, people, when you get married, and if you're looking to that spouse to be that my husband's presence is going to bring me joy, and and together, just he and I, we're going to experience all the pleasures forevermore, Um, you'll find not, you'll never be able to be satisfied, fully satisfied. Um, really, we were made to, to have fellowship with God and be complete with Him. And in the marriage relationship, if, if we're depending on getting our way being what makes us happy... Um, We'll, we'll always be running around, always being missing out. Well, then he didn't get make me happy. Maybe somebody else will make me happy. I'm just, you know, this my circumstances. I gotta just change my circumstances and I'll be happy. I tell you what, my Jesus in me, and He leads me in triumph, and together, God and I will change the circumstances. Um, if things aren't aren't exactly how I want them. Um, the place you find freedom and fulfillment and contentment is going to be in your own heart, and that's going to be where we can experience, he wants you to experience extreme joy, not just, oh, I'm happy today, oh, now I'm not happy, but I'm happy now, And but it, that extreme joy and that supernatural peace that that goes through storms, that goes through um, differences, and. And will, just goes with you through all of life and whatever it throws at you. Um, even in his prayer, uh, Jesus prayed that his joy, that God's joy would be in us. And in John 15, that your joy may be full. He, he gave, gave us these, the word that his joy may be full in us. And I, we need to realize that God does want us to experience joy. And that when we say, you know, he just doesn't want you happy, he wants you holy, it's in that Ho- being holy isn't being dead, being a stick in the mud, being a uh, nobody and nothing. Being holy is, is being like you were made. Uh, H-O-L-Y, but if you see it, W-H-O-L-E-Y. I'm being holy is being complete, being made like God made us to be and full of his glory and full of his spirit. And, th- and there's, that's just, a, that's extreme joy that can make a huge difference. And in a marriage relationship, when you both experience it, that's a fun and funny place to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just exciting place to be. And if only one of you do, you are the one. If your husband's not experiencing the presence of God, wives, you can open up the windows of heaven over your home by experiencing um, the presence of God yourself and making the choice to... Be the one to give and lay down your life, and 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 do it um, unto your husband and the rest of the family as you would unto the Lord. And watch God Himself move and work in your relationship to change things.
1: In fact, in First Peter chapter three, like verses one through six, it talks about that for the to the wife. And we may get there, but we wanted to start talking to the husbands. It says, "Husbands likewise." So after he gives instructions to the wife, uh, and and basically, by the way. Uh, the instruction is don't try to change him, right? Don't try to change him. What you should do is work on yourself. But then to the husbands, it says likewise, dwell with them, with your wife, with understanding, right? So you're supposed to, under- somebody said there's two <laughs> ways to understand a woman and no man knows either one, right? But, uh, it's, but the Bible is saying you need to understand what your wife's needs are, and to on, and giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, right? Um, I'm not so sure about that weaker vessel part. Um, we have We a brought a couple of phone books up here. These are real. They're not the big fat ones.
2: They don't even make the big, great, big fat ones anymore. Okay.
1: But we just thought we'd show you that.
2: Okay. We're going to have a competition about tearing the phone book in half.
1: <laughs> that was not rigged. <laughs> <laughs> I am stronger than her.
2: Oh, he really is. <laughs> I'm to say something I'm bigger. <laughs> something about using our differences properly is is to build the marriage, to build the relationship, to bring joy. I mean, that's fun and funny. And he, it was his suggestion, so he thought it was funny. I wasn't doing it to put him down. No, no. <laughs> Actually, no. the first time we had a friend um, was, you know, the conquerors tearing up phone books, and and uh, Dwayne looked at me. He says, you could do that. And then, we're preaching a sermon. He sends him out to get a phone book and tells me to do it. <laughs> and, and I told him afterwards, because he was real pleased. He said, you did it. And I said, well, of course I did it. You told me I could do it. You <laughs> believed in me. I knew you. you you're never a liar, so if you say I can do it, I probably can do it.
1: All right. So, so men and women, we're different, right? And if we were alike, one of us wouldn't be necessary, right? Uh, what often happens, and I, I think that God like, really has a big sense of humor when it comes to this, that opposites attract, right? One is a saver, and the other is a spender. One likes to stay home. The other one likes to go out, right? One likes to get up at four o'clock in the morning. The other one wants to sleep until noon, right? And God, and it's just like hilarious the way God puts us together. So opposites attract before you're married, and opposites attack after you're married, right? And differences—they <laughs> uh, they seem to create problems. But the truth is, it's immaturity and false expectations that create the problems.
2: And I want to add that um, lack of appreciation Mm -hmm. and thankfulness, um, the lack of real healthy communication, which is part of listening. um, Differences aren't the problem, but it is how you uh, handle those differences. And, And when you refuse to appreciate the treasure Mm -hmm. that you have in your spouse um, you'll be blind to the benefits that god has given you through that spouse Uh, and i know in my own uh, experience oh man i was so frustrated with this man who was so different and as far as what i expected i had expectations and i don't know he was he was different beast i mean i thought you know i was marrying the man that (laughs) Actually, my dad was. Oh. And because he was the...
1: <laughs> Didn't they just take a second here? <laughs> right. she, Je- Je- Jeannie's dad, he's a farmer. He could fix anything. He could take a car apart in front of you and put it back together. Well, I can't fix anything, so we get married, and she thought I should fix things.
2: Well, I knew he was young and he would probably, but he wanted to learn. I thought every man <laughs> wanted to do that because so, so my So every dad.
1: birthday, Christmas, anniversary, <laughs> she would get me tools and books on how to fix stuff.
2: Yeah, I did so, it.
1: She did. So, so we, it came to like a, one of the many heads when uh, we were living in Mexico and the faucets in the shower were leaking. So she went to the hardware store. She got all the parts. She got the Reader's Digest book out, how to fix anything, and she had it open to the page.
2: I was trying to be the had, helper, but she not She had
1: all the it. tools laid out. She had the parts laid out. Right? And she said, now, just fix this, you know? Literally walks me in, shows me the book, well, shows I, me I the shower, shows me all the instructions stuff. First. Now, well, this is Mexico. So in Mexico, on the top of your house, it's flat. The roof is flat. And there's this huge tank with thousands and thousands of gallons of water in it. And that's your water pressure. Right? So I get in the shower and I get the screwdriver in there and I am taking off one of these faucets. Right? You already know. Literally, that thing shot right past me, whack into the back wall. Water is going everywhere. It's
2: like a fire hose.
1: And your pastor lost his sanctification. yeah but that was just one of many times many times uh, anyhow (laughs) where did we get off okay but false expectations where we literally we, we think well i'm gonna i'm gonna get like a guy friend in a female body right but but it doesn't happen it doesn't work that way right and so often what we do is we think that our opinion is fact that the way we think it should be is fact, right? Yeah, how many of you realize that it's children that demand that everybody agrees with them? Their needs. That's a childish thing. So uh, a number of years ago, a guy by the name of uh, Dr. William Harley Jr. wrote a book called His Needs and Her Needs, all right? So we just want to just read them. We're not going to really jump into this, but just kind of want to read his and hers five greatest needs Inside of marriage, for the when a man is married, his number one need or desire in marriage is sexual fulfillment,
2: and the woman's is affection
1: or non-sexual. <laughs> Tough. I didn't say that. Okay, number two. Look, sexual fulfillment on the women's list is number thirteen after gardening. <laughs> number four. Number two. Number two, recreational companionship for the man.
2: And the second need of a woman is conversation.
1: Third man, man's need is for, his, for him to find his wife attractive.
2: And the woman needs honesty and openness.
1: So the man's number four, fourth need is domestic support.
2: And her fourth need is financial commitment.
1: His is admiration or and- honor.
2: And hers is family commitment.
1: So when when the two walk down the aisle to get married, they both have expectations and none of them are like the same. Right? And so when we get married, in fact, as as we were reading in Peter, it says that the man needs to understand his wife's needs are different than his. And and I will just just like Tell you, we got married. I didn't have a clue. I did not have a clue. And so we, we, yeah. uh, we had our first anniversary in Mexico. We're missionaries. We just started a church, and then we moved out to a village, and we were doing a lot of evangelistic work. And I was just kind of like focusing on that and my needs and not her needs.
2: May I say he wasn't just kind of focusing on that? <laughs> Uh, He was focused on being the best missionary could be and doing everything he could do there. And and, uh, we had um, our first baby. And you gotta understand that um, when we went there, uh, we didn't have telephones, computers, TVs. I mean, there was nothing. And no one spoke English. And I was struggling to speak Spanish. And, um, And he would go three to four days a week out in the mountains preaching and teaching. So it was a, a really different situation for me, um, being disconnected and being there. And, but I discovered something that, you know, when he's talking about the man's needs and her needs, and I had no clue I had any needs. I just, you know, I didn't know anything about um, really analyzing what my needs were.
1: Yeah, I mean, just... When we finally had a conversation and she just says, you're not doing it, you're not meeting it, you know, I'm, I'm empty. And, and I says, well, what do I need to do? She says, I don't know, but you're not doing it. <laughs> I help. So it, we were both, we were both basically
2: pretty ignorant. Yeah, definitely. And so, what I discovered there was um, the, and I'm sharing this, this is really, really personal. And don't anybody see this through, your, the light of your own experience. I know sometimes, um, like, you know, I told Dwayne, I just, uh, you know, I'll share a story and then you interpret it. Somebody interpreted something I said that I had threatened him with divorce. No, never, ever, never, ever, ever. That didn't happen. Murder, yes. (laughs) No, I didn't try to murder either.
1: (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted
2: change, you know. I wanted something better. Um, So anyway, I'm going to share my heart of what I learned when it comes to the needs that we have and the power of unmet needs, to recognize that in your life when you're making choices, to be aware of that power. It's kind of like a vacuum in you and when you get around something, like he's not meeting that need, but somebody else comes along, it, it's just like you want to suck it up. It feels so good that someone's, um, for, you know, coming into your life. And anyway, so we had, he's busy being um, the missionary and we had found an awesome house that a couple had built kind of for their summer home. They had, he'd grown up there and then gone away and studied to be a lawyer or something and moved to Mexico City. And so this, he built this really nice house in a community of not very nice houses. And so we were just thrilled. We found this empty house and could rent this place to live in. And um, so that's where, you know, that's where Dwayne put me and took off into the mountains. <laughs> 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 and um, I was doing my best to, you know, make it into a home with nothing um and so the the guy would come once a month to town and he'd pick up the rent and um yeah so we'd have that ready and he'd leave and and the one time I heard his truck come up and and well I have to tell you well he would he would like notice hey you know you really you need some cupboards in the kitchen i'll send a carpenter this week and um wow you're hanging the clothes out there over a mud pole, hole, why don't I put cement out there, and so he'd, you know, send and put some cement, he'd fix some things around the house, so I wasn't even thinking about that being a need in my life, to have someone that would converse about the needs in the house, and the things that were broken, things that should be fixed, and taking care of that, uh, um, at all, but the one time he came to um, pick up the rent, and I heard his pickup, and um, and, you know, I was doing whatever around the house, and I was like, oh, I better go get the rent. And, and I, I'm, I'm like, straighten up my hair, and I, I wanted to look good. And I'm going to the door, and I, I just felt it. I realized it was probably God just uncovered and let me see that I was feeling drawn to a man who wasn't my husband, but he was meeting a need that I had. I mean, he was paying attention to the needs around the house. And it made me feel good. And it scared me. It scared me so much when I recognized, oh my goodness, that's, that's a step in the wrong direction. You know, look what I'm doing. And, and, and I just stopped my heart right there and messed up my hair and <laughs> went to the door and, okay, here's your rent. And, Thank you very much. Shut the door and I'm like out of there. And I went in and cried, I'm like, Lord, Purify, clean me. I just want to have a good attitude and, and I thank you for my husband and I, I got before God and thank God for all that he, was e- that he was at work in Duane and he was equipping him with every good thing he needs to do what pleases God and that my needs will be met in God too. and You know, it's just one of those steps in our growth. But I share that story because someone who trips and falls and says, well, you know, I don't really love her anymore because I found somebody else that, you know, honors me at work and she just nags. And, you know, and so you're going to be drawn to somebody who's meet, who's got something that fulfills an empty spot in your life. But if you recognize that that doesn't mean a thing, you are in a marriage relationship, you have made a covenant that, that this is the man I'm going to look to for um, all of my needs. And if he is... Whatever, if he's not able to have a good conversation with me, that doesn't mean I'm like, okay, I'm going to dump you, and I'm going to go find, you know, or, or I'm just going to sneak over here and get all my conversation with this other guy who's such a good listener. You're, you're, you're just handling a poisonous snake that's going to try to bite mm-hmm. you and destroy you. It, the devil wants, to, he doesn't come with poison with a great big X and a skull around it and say, oh, just drink this. No, it's all wrapped in something that tastes good and and you like chocolate and I'm gonna wrap this poison in chocolate and and you have a need for chocolate. And so, you know, just, and that's how he tries to approach us to get us off track. I think every married couple does not realize how many open doors and windows and and, um, places that the enemy could have to sneak in there and to, to get you off track. It's not just somebody who's openly got issues. Oh, you know, she's a drug addict and he's, of course they're gonna have a, trouble relating to each other. She's got this problem and he's got that problem. You might not have any outer problems. You might love the Lord. I love the Lord with all my heart, but that didn't discount the power of a need in my heart mm-hmm. to open up a little window that I could have let the devil use. And you have those opportunities too that many of you are thinking right now, yeah, I remember closing the door on the devil then. I remember closing the door on that then. And, and uh, the, just to make the right choice. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so good to make the right choices even when it's difficult. And, I, you know, that was forty years ago. I am so glad that Dwayne and I have continued to make those decisions of of making right. I remember thinking way 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 back then of like you know what he may never change. He may never want very much because I grew up in a very expressive home and and I needed that. Well it's even here I needed affection and conversation and honesty and openness. And he was—you don't talk at the meal when you eat, and you don't talk when I'm reading, and you don't talk here. And I didn't know when I could talk. And I didn't—he didn't even have a secretary that I could make an appointment with him. I was like, I don't know when we're going to have a conversation, you know. And I had to go to God. I and and I think sometimes when you've got mom and, and friends and people around that you just go there and you talk and you get you know that and I didn't have anybody to meet a need to talk with. I go try to talk to the neighbor and oh, quien sabe lo que ella estaba diciendo porque no sabía nada yo. <laughs> and you know, I, I just like, well, I don't know what she just said, but whatever. <laughs> and, and you know, that was not real fulfilling. And, and so, you know, it was a place in my life where I did have big needs and to not be able to express that to him, not, I just didn't know how communicate. I just assumed that he would want to find out about all my needs and he would want to do that. And he was busy trying to figure out, you know, how to be a, uh, how to communicate with those, the Indians in those villages and how to meet their needs and, and how to keep the guys that, the villagers that he put in his car to travel with him out there, how to keep him from throwing up because they weren't used to driving in cars. And I mean, he just had all (laughs) kinds of issues and things that he was working with. And when it comes to having a great marriage, you start with where you're at, Mm -hmm. not where you thought you would be or where you want to be or expect, you start right where you're at and saying, God, what can we do today? What can I do today uh, to make make this husband happier? And I love, I love, I love the scriptures in Colossians 3 that says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, knowing that from Him you get your reward. And that really, really uh, changed and helped my life because I thought, okay, if I do this for him and he doesn't notice and turn around and appreciate it or, or fill my cup up the way he wants, um, God, you see it and you know, and um, to right. be able to support each other. I'm sorry, I, I took off. I'll That's okay. Stop. That's very but, it's very good. It's very good. We now, we do love each other, and it's so worth it. I'm just trying to tell you, it's so worth it. <laughs> so, it's so worth it. So so so, so
1: I'm <laughs> going to say something for the guys. Okay, so it took like. Three years, three and a half years, before she was just like.
2: I ran out of giving and giving, and I just got empty. I felt mm-hmm. so drained. I like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I keep giving, and I don't know. I'm empty.
1: So, so, so uh, we had a talk. I mm-hmm. mean, you know those those terrible words. We need to talk. You know, and you know, it was like, okay, here's what here's what's not happening. But she didn't know what I needed to do. She just knew I wasn't doing what I needed to do. And I remember, and she'll remember as well. Um, I went to the Christian bookstore, and I bought every single book they had on marriage. And for the next, like, six months, all I did was read about marriage and listen to cassette tapes. This is ancient. (laughs) All right? About marriage. Because I wanted to find out. And I didn't even know what I needed to find. I didn't even know I needed to find out her needs. But that was what I wanted to do right and i could begin to make changes in me right the one thing you can't do is change your spouse but what you can do is change yourself you can change yourself in fact really i really think that's why god gave us the bible so we would know his will for our life his way of doing things and that's how we can change Now, if you're watching, but you don't know where you stand with God, or you're away from God, and you say, I want to get right, I want to be forgiven, I want to live my life for God, I want to be a part of that kingdom of God, I want you to just bow your head, pray this prayer out loud, just say, oh God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross, I believe his blood paid for my sins, and I believe he rose again. I give him all of my heart, all of my life, I'm going to live for him every day. I thank you, you've heard my prayer, that I'm forgiven, that my past is gone, that I'm your child today and forever in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if you prayed that simple prayer from your heart, God heard that prayer and you are right with God. Now, I wrote a book to help you keep growing spiritually, full of bullet points to show you your next steps. I wanna send it to you free of charge. You can download that book or you can contact us and we'll send it to you absolutely free. This is gonna help you as you continue to grow in Christ. God bless you, have a great day.
0: If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, you are making one of the best decisions of your life. We are so happy for you. To receive a copy of Pastor's free book, you can go to walkingbyfaith.tv and request a copy of this book be mailed to you, or you can download it right there instantly. Either way, it's absolutely free. While online, you can purchase a copy of today's message, Meeting the Needs, in the WBF store. You can also download the scriptures for this message under the On Demand page. Walking by Faith is used across the globe to spread the truth that changes lives on and off the air. To partner with us financially in this great commission, go to walkingbyfaith.tv give. We'd love to hear how God is using Walking by Faith in your life. You can connect with us on Facebook or send an email to yourstory at walkingbyfaith.tv. Tune in again next week, but until then, have a fabulous week.